0: Hi, welcome to Get You Fit Radio, the radio show that helps you lead a healthy lifestyle. And today we have a special show. We have a little fight action going on, the battle of the foods. So many decisions to make when you're at the grocery store. And I am not talking about decisions on calories, decisions on fats. I am talking about side-by-side comparisons of foods that are equally as healthy for you. But are they? So I'm going to go down a list of commonly confusing food items. And I'm going to kind of share with you which one of the two is the better choice if you were to have them side by side. So the first one, quinoa versus rice. Which food has more nutritional value? So now keep in mind, I'm not just comparing calories. I am talking about um, calories, I'm talking about nutritional value, I'm talking about uh, energy, the big picture of everything. So so the winner here um, will be revealed at the end of each segment. Um, So first of all, when we're comparing quinoa, we're comparing quinoa to brown rice. So I'm going to take it up uh, to the next level. Okay, so if we're going to compare uh, quinoa to to white rice, for sure quinoa is going to win the battle. But both brown and uh, white rice have small amounts of protein, uh, clocking in about four to five grams per cup. Quinoa, of course, wins that race by clocking in eight grams per cup. Uh, Quinoa has amino acids where the rice does not. So the winner is going to be the quinoa in that department. As far as calories, they are side by side. 222 for one and 218 for the other. So they are very, very similar in the face-off there. As far as the fiber goes, contrary to everyone's belief, um, there is more fiber in brown rice. However, if you're not struggling with fiber... And you don't have blood sugar spikes. Um, In this case, it wouldn't matter which you choose. But if you're looking at micronutrients and overall nutritional value, the winner here is going to be quinoa. Uh, They are both gluten-free and they are both dairy-free. So if if you're going to want to know which one is healthier, um, my vote would be the quinoa. So uh, next one, I hear this one all the time. And actually, this one confused me quite a bit. Um, I had to do a little extra research on this myself. Um, When it comes to salmon, which one is better, farm-raised or wild-caught? They seem to be kind of confusing to me because um, farm-raised seems like that's a a good thing to be (laughs) farm-raised. Wild-caught seems to be something that wouldn't be terrible either. So what are the key differences between them? Well first of all, it's the location. Salmon that is farm-raised is typically sourced from the Atlantic Ocean. Um, and then are hatched, raised, and harvested in a controlled environment. Wild caught salmon, on the other hand, is harvested from the Pacific Ocean, primarily during the summer months. As a result, farmed salmon is available fresh throughout the year. It's also oftentimes cheaper than wild caught salmon. Um, as wild salmon can typically only be bought fresh from June until September. So as far as flavor goes, because the habitat of each type of salmon differs, the flavor of each is notably distinguishable too. I often hear people will say that they dislike salmon, like it is a hard no, will not eat salmon. Well, that might be because they're not eating the right salmon. Wild-caught salmon lends a more robust salmon flavor. It's also a lot firmer, less fattier. Farm-raised salmon has a lot more fat and it is a lot noticeably fattier in the filet. It's the fat that allows it to fall apart easier and it will sink uh, in 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 your mouth and a, on your fork a lot easier. Um, it will also have a lot milder of a fish flavor. So uh, there's a lot of different types of salmons. There's keta, there's pink, there's coho, there's king, there's sockeye. Um, they're all really good in the anti-inflammatory department. They all have great omega-6 um, and uh, vitamin D's. But um, what you have to remember is uh, the quality of the salmon is what you want to look for. Um, Now, I do need to warn you, when you see salmon and it is really, really pink, um, where it looks almost like the color of watermelon, uh, more than likely, it has been dyed to be that color. Um, so you want to kind of steer away from that. Um, salmon is very, very versatile. Um, you can have it smoked. Um, you could have it broiled. You can spruce up all different types of dishes. And really, neither of them are necessarily uh, worse than the other. So it's 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 more than uh, likely that it's going to be your preference. But the fat differences are are really going to be the striking um, striking amount of fat that's in each one. That's going to be the the key factor. If you're somebody that doesn't like salmon, I would encourage you to try it uh, in different varieties and different ways because you just might not have had it um, in the way that tickles your taste buds. All right, so what about agave? Agave versus honey. Um, Truly, what is the difference? A lot of people don't know what the difference is. Um, Well, first off, um, agave nectar comes from a plant. Um, Honey does not come from a plant Um, it's harvested by bees so if you are somebody that is plant-based if you're vegan um, more than likely you're not going to want to eat something that has honey in it Um, it is not vegan friendly Uh, uh, honey is also uh, falls into an allergen so some people are allergic to honey agave nectar comes from a plant Uh, as far as calories go They are exactly the same. So don't be fooled. Uh, When you think you're sweetening your tea with agave, uh, it is not any less calories. It is not any fewer grams of sugar. They are completely side by side. Uh, So what is the big benefit of this? Well, a couple things. Um, One, agave is much cheaper. Um, It's still a little on the pricey side, but it is not as pricey as honey. Uh, Two, it is a lot easier to handle. So if you have ever worked with honey, uh, if you've ever tried to put honey on a tablespoon and put it in your tea, it's very, very rich. It's very thick. Um, It's very messy to work with. Agave nectar is a lot thinner. It isn't going to be as sticky. Um, As far as baking goes, it's a lot easier to handle. And yes, it will satisfy your sweet tooth. But um, pretty much they both are going to do the same thing. Um, Both are natural sweeteners and both have less sugar than actual white sugar. However, um, if you are diabetic or if you are somebody that is watching your insulin levels, your blood sugar levels, agave nectar is the one to pick. Um, it's extracted from a plant. Um, the juice is filtered, and it, it's broken down in, in a simple way. Um, and the the sugar actually comes from fructose. It's the same type of sugar that comes from fruit. Um, and the result is a concentrated a uh, form of syrup. It's not going to spike your blood sugar as much as honey. So, side by side, somebody eats something with agave, somebody eats something with honey. Um, the person that eats something with honey is going to more than likely crave sugar. Uh, more so afterwards because of the insulin levels. Um, But like I said, side by side, they are parallel in um, sugar and in calories. As far as the health benefit goes, same. Both are rich in antioxidants and definitely better to use than sugar and truthfully both can be used as a substitute for sugar in any recipes in which you might see sugar all right so let's move on to my favorite I love to pick on hummus so why not pick on hummus once again today what do you suppose is better for you guacamole or hummus um, well, first off, let me kind of give you a little uh, rundown on what ingredients make up both uh, dips. Guacamole is basically avocado, um, and depending on how you make your guacamole, typically uh, traditional guacamole is made with avocado, a little bit of cilantro, some spices. Some people put onions in there. Um, there's different varieties with with alternative uh, add-ins such as corn, but primarily it is guacamole uh, made with avocado. Now we have hummus. Uh, The baseline for hummus is uh, garbanzo beans. Now again there are a plethora of different types of hummuses now um, and the word hummus basically means um, a mashed up beans. So you can make hummus with lentils. You can make hummus with all sorts of beans. But the traditional hummus is uh, garbanzo beans with tahini paste, which is uh, sesame seed paste. It's almost like a peanut butter made with sesame seeds. Um, so that would be your your healthy fat. Um, and so, yes, they're both very, very healthy for you. Now, Both of them are highly trending right now um, as far as being considered uh, two very classic, delicious, and healthy dips. Um, While both being extremely different in flavor, they are both very rich and creamy. They both contain wonderful amounts of fiber, magnesium, even protein. Um, And so no doubt, these are good choices. These are much better choices at any party or gathering than the corn queso dips (laughs) or the sour cream dips that we might be used to. Um, So you can use and flavor them both on sandwiches, on subs, uh, it goes on and on and on. However, when we are looking at a side-by-side comparison, um, I'm always asked, which one is healthier. Um, well, I wish I could get your answer right now because I'd be really interested to hear what my fans and followers would say. Because um, I've I've constantly been talking about this. So so if you are somebody that is listening and, and you don't know the answer, I'm going to give you a little little hint here. Um, avocados are made of a healthy. Fat and our bodies need healthy fat. Um, It's an essential fat that our bodies need. Avocados also have a tremendous amount of fiber. Um, Avocados will fill us up and sustain our hunger. Um, And so that is kind of our big, big clue there. Um, Beans are also very healthy. They have a lot of fiber as well. And they are also um, a a protein source. Um, They don't contain uh, the amount of fat that is needed or necessary, but the tahini paste does. And since sesame seeds are a natural and healthy fat, um, that qualifies this also as being healthy. So if your head is spinning and you're super confused and you don't know which which route to go, um, the answer is they're both healthy. But if you were to pick one as being healthier, it would be the guacamole. Um, and, And the reason being... Is uh, side by side the amount of guacamole that you would eat typically um, is is not uh, under under normal circumstances. I'm going to say <laughs> uh, is not going to be parallel to the amount of hummus that you're going to eat. So calorically, um, the amount of hummus that you could eat um, with a tray of chips with a tray of of um, of vegetables um is going to add up in calories a lot faster than the guacamole. Um, and the amounts of calories that will come from the hummus is going to outweigh it. Um, Now keep in mind uh, you can make these alternatively. You can make the guacamole um, with a little less uh, avocado and blend it in there with some other alternatives. I've seen it done with uh, mashed cauliflower. I've seen the hummus done with mashed lentils and it will drive the calories down. But in both cases, you really do have to watch the portions and the proportions because in both cases, um, and I have seen it happen um, in front of my own eyes because I'm guilty of it, um, you can get out of hand and lose track of the amount that you're actually eating. All right, so if you're listening to Huntley Community Radio, you are listening to the battle of the foods and which is healthier? And what are the differences? Um, This one has always intrigued me. Brown versus white eggs. Um, Is there a difference? So many people have a preference when it comes to egg color. Some people believe that brown eggs are healthier or more natural, while others feel that white eggs are cleaner or simply taste better. But is there really a difference? Um, Or is it just shell deep? Um, Well, I'm here to tell you that eggs come in many, many colors. Chicken eggs come in different colors and it's common to find both brown and white eggs in the supermarket, more and more actually these days. However, many people have no idea what the difference is in color, so the answer is quite simple. Egg color depends on the breed of chicken. For example, the white chickens lay white-shelled eggs, while the Plymouth Rock and Rhode Island Reds lay brown-shelled eggs. It's simple as that. Some breeds of chickens, such as some of them out in uh, China um, and Lushi, even lay blue and blue-green eggs. Of course, we don't have access to those, but if you Google it, you will see that. Uh, The different eggshell color come from the pigments in the hen's produce. The main pigment in the brown eggshells is made uh, inside the hen in the compound that gives it its color. Uh, The main pigment found in the blue eggs, same thing, uh, comes from the hen. And it's the same exact pigment that will change the color of the shell. It does not change the taste of the actual egg. Now, I am someone, and I'll admit this, that truly um, had this hang up of thinking that the eggs would taste different. And, and talk about judging a book by its cover. Um, there is truly no difference. Um, there is a tremendous difference, though, between getting farm-fresh eggs um, versus store-bought eggs. And uh, I learned this uh, plain and clear. And all you have to do is, is crack an egg and you would see that the yolk is the the brightest color of orange from a farm fresh egg um, and, and that is clear that the nutrients are definitely different. Um, so are brown eggs healthier than white eggs? Um, although some people prefer brown eggs and some people think that brown eggs are healthier. The only reason people think that brown eggs are healthier statistically is because brown tends to make us think of brown rice and wheat bread and so our brains go to well then brown eggs might be better for us and that is completely completely false um the nutrients are the same so there is no difference between brown and white eggs it is completely um the hen's factor all right so what about flour tortillas versus corn tortillas. Um, these are available everywhere. Uh, you've seen them and I know you have your preference. So really, what's the difference? Well, tortillas are a thin flatbread and they are more than likely made out of corn or wheat flour. Uh, surely now you can find them made out of all different sites of flours. I've seen them made out of rice flour. I've seen them made out of all kinds of flours. The popularity in the United States has surged And so have the number of health-focused options. Um, They are considered a staple in Mexican cuisine. Historically, though, corn tortillas were passed down from the Aztecs, whereas flour tortillas were first made after the Spaniards were introduced to wheat. Um, So here is how the varieties were made. Well, first off, if you make corn tortillas, you are literally using um, corn flour. And corn kernels are ground up um into this and made into dough. Um you can get these for next to nothing. Um I think you can get a hundred of them at Aldi for maybe two dollars. Um they are a lot less in calories than the flour tortillas. Typically they're made a lot smaller because the uh, the cornmeal um won't set. Uh, in order for them to make them larger. So when they go to make the actual corn tortilla um, and they, they form it, it will break apart. So if you've seen the flour tortillas like the ones at Chipotle that are humongous, I don't know what are they like 15 inch diameters, um, the, the flour has the gluten in it um, and the gluten is what keeps it together. So you're not going to see a corn tortilla that, that is that large because it'll break apart. Um, however a lot of people don't realize and I'm giving out a really big secret here um, and you can hop on my website on the resource page and and check out the tutorial that I have on there Uh, corn tortillas have uh, a lot more nutritional benefits to them but a lot of people don't like the taste of them Um, and they also don't like the texture of them so if you've ever gone out for a bite to eat and you're served a corn tortilla you pick it up and it falls apart um, it's it's the cornmeal. So in order for it to stay together, and this is a little trick I learned when I had to uh, start eating corn tortillas um, due to my celiac um, issue, uh, all you have to do is saute them. Um, you saute the uh, corn tortilla or put it in the toaster. Now, if you listen to my last show uh, about the spray oil, uh, I'm going to have to learn how to saute my corn tortilla with a little less cooking spray after I learned the amount of calories that come out of the cooking spray but basically what you do is you take the corn tortilla and you put it on the skillet and you actually don't need any spray at all in fact authentically I've seen a lot of um, Mexican uh, individuals put the uh, actual corn tortilla right on the flame Um, and you're gonna get that nice brown corn taste uh, is amazing. And the corn tortilla is going to kind of adhere together. I have had so many people tell me what an incredible game changer that is. So now each tortilla is going to be about 50 calories per corn tortilla. So you're getting a lot more bang for your buck. Um, You're getting a lot more fiber, um, a lot less carbs, a lot less calories, and a lot less fat than the flour tortilla. So there is a little bit of a learning curve, especially if you're somebody that's always used to eating the flour tortillas. But I completely uh, urge you um, to try the corn tortillas. And also another little trick, um, once you've uh, prepared the corn tortillas and you've roasted them or uh, crisped them up, you take a pizza cutter and slice them into uh, little triangles. And now you have a little homemade corn tortilla chips that are healthy. So, all right. So finally, butter versus ghee. Um, I've kind of talked about this a few times in previous shows, but uh, ghee has been around for centuries um, and is now just kind of surfaced uh, in, in the grocery store. But Ghee is a type of clarified butter that is made from heating butter and allowing the liquid and the milk portion to separate. Um, So just like oil and vinegar separate, when you heat up clarified butter, the same thing is going to happen. The liquid and the milk are going completely split apart. The milk is going to caramelize and become solid, and the remaining oil is ghee. So technically... Uh, ghee does not need to be refrigerated. So when you're at the grocery store and you're looking for ghee, it's typically sold in the oil aisle and it does not need to be refrigerated. It will stay in that form. Um, It is also dairy-free because all of that milk, the dairy product, has been extracted. Um, This ingredient has been used in Indian and Pakistani cultures for thousands of years, um, and it's been used in place of butter. Um, Ghee does have a lot of health benefits, and certainly if you are somebody that can't tolerate milk, um, ghee is the place to go for you. Uh, I tried ghee for the first time not too long ago, and I will tell you, um, it does have A very, very distinctive taste. Um, It's very rich. It's very buttery. Um, I personally thought it was amazing. Um, But as far as the differences go, um, side by side, uh, they can work the same, but um, butter will smoke and burn a lot faster, where ghee can heat up and withstand the heat uh, and and heat up a lot higher. So if you're using a a pan and you want it to get really, really hot, um, ghee is the way to go. Um, As far as side-by-side goes, uh, one is not necessarily healthier than the other. Um, They have the same amount of calories. Uh, They will both do the same amount of damage as far as weight gain goes. So be very careful. Uh, Calorically and nutritionally, they are parallel. All right, and on final note, milks. There is a plethora of milks out there. There's almond milk. There's oat milk. I've seen flaxseed milk. I've seen coconut milk. I've seen cashew milk. uh, I think I've seen macadamia nut milk. My daughter ordered pistachio nut milk off of Amazon the other day. Um, You can pretty much make milk out of any nut. Um, As far as the nutrition goes, they all vary. Um, Basically, they're drawing the nutrition from its source. So what you're getting is what the nutritional source is. But nothing is going to compare to actual milk. So you're going to get more protein from the real milk. So as always, look at the label. And as always, shop smart. Um, And if you ever doubt anything, go to Google. Google will tell the facts. So check it out and enjoy the rest of your day.